0: to the state of legacy we're back for our third cast now no, that's not bad honestly surprised we made it this yeah. far All right
1: lucky number three
0: so uh we have me david and uh daniel our espy and then sydney cool uh yeah so uh a couple things have changed um let's kind of first jump into moto because like that's what everyone's grinding nowadays well that's um, the only thing people can grant well in the US at least, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all online. I wish, I wish. Someday. I, I bet there's some kitchen table magic going down. Yeah, it's commanded. going back to the roots.
1: But yeah, it's all those tabletop magic players
2: commanders spiking prices for all these like, oh staples. <laughs> so I know we're gonna get to it at some point, but like mox diamond is gonna be it's like mox diamond is like a six seven hundred dollar card now are you serious that's insane it's but and it's crazy so like i remember at the beginning of the pandemic the mtg finance groups were saying like there's a potential that the market might tank on paper is not done that it's like it's been going up it's healthy so it, it's crazy, though. But yeah, Mox Diamond, Like when I look at my tracker in TCG player, yeah, it's the most expensive card I own now. Yeah, and yeah. on top of that, with Gaia's Cradle,
1: it's like... Yeah, it's a ridiculous. G. ridiculous. It's, it's insane. But it, look, with the, the going to uh, MTGO, I finally chalked up and bought some Wastelands. Pulled the trigger and yeah. got the Wastelands and' yeah.
2: we Ghost Quarter? <laughs> <laughs> it was just basic land. That's right. what I swapped it with. So I, feel I, like, I feel like people were still playing around Wasteland against you, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they had no idea. And I had, at the time I had one, so when they saw it, they're like, yeah, so I'm glad I played got around it. Yeah. So like, I got now the Plays Out of Wastelands, got the Brazen bars. now I just got to pull the trigger on Force Negation. Nice. So
0: you, you can't play yet? Well, I can still play. I play the, the budget. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you
1: well, need, you need Force of Will 5 through 8, though. Yeah, I, five, need, I need the a, a 6 Force effects to make Blue Red Delver okay. optimal. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I finally beat the bullet as well, um, Lotus Petals are purchased, and is it playable? <laughs> is <fully>. it though? <laughs> uh, alright, <laughs> so in the sense of like, I can play it, but is it playable, uh, i played a couple leagues, and I won't lie, I went 1-5, and then 1-5. And you won 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1-1, yeah. lost the rest, it's okay. Well, yeah, but it. like, okay. hey, I got 1. <laughs> So I got my 50 play points, but, like, it hurt. it's rough. Yeah. So while well, you
2: guys are investing, well, I'm still I'm still on the uh, subscription bandwagon, love it, 55 bucks a month, play whatever. Um, so I'm still doing that. There's, like, only, like, one or two decks that I can't rent, so, like, I tried to rent uh, Rock's winning list, and it's, like, 900 tickets, so it's, it's a little bit above my limit, but... uh. Damn. It is nice to be back in the studio. We had to detour for our second uh, our second uh, episode because we had a flood. Yes. But yeah. now we're back at my house recording. Um, yeah, believe uh, it or not,
0: floods in Arizona. Floods in Arizona in the middle of July. Yeah. Yeah, they happen. They happen. Especially when a pipe bursts. But anyway, so like we're talking about this, <laughs> right? Yeah, when a pipe <laughs> bursts, <laughs> and you're fucked. So I anyway, of the recent
1: thunderstorms is just right. a pipe burst. <laughs> a pipe burst in my attic and flooded my office. Both
2: acts of God, right? Um, so, anyways, in terms of recent pickups, like, and this is a question, like, I've wanted to ask kind of the community and other people, um, like, so we have not played paper magic in like six months. Are you guys buying magic cards still, or are you selling magic cards, like? What does that look like for you guys? I, I I haven't seen too many people. I've seen a couple of people selling out locally, mm-hmm. but I mean, have you it's guys bought any actual paper cards? I know you guys. I know you bought your brainstorms. Yep, I got the place for You play bought set. some of your yeah. Moto stuff, mm-hmm. but have you guys bought any more any magic cards recently?
0: I actually did purchase like a misprint and oddity, mm, oddities, whatever. I bought like a discard. Oh, the discard it, card. Yeah, like okay. it's all black and it says discard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I've seen those. Yeah, in just my, like, of it. box of goodness, I had 19, like, little fun token cards. So you needed them, even 20? <laughs> yeah, being a Storm player, I just needed that 20. So I bought a discard, which is pretty cool. Other than that, like, I trimmed down on some of my collection, but I did, like, buy back into Moto and... I'm gonna grow from there. Sure. No, I bought some paper. I
1: bought like a engineered explosive because it's like five dollars. Yeah, I was I was like, like, yep, instead of thirty no.
2: bucks, five bucks. Here you guys go. I think it hit like an all time low recently. Yeah, so. which is crazy because we were talking about the other day, yeah. like a year or two ago, it was like a forty dollar card. Yeah, I
0: remember them being like fifty nine ninety nine. You were very DVD sensitive. For a while, yeah. yeah,
1: and with the most recent reprint, I'm like, yes, five dollars. You
2: got it. Yeah, it's yeah. a card worth picking up for sure. Absolutely, you gotta have a couple in your collection. Um, um, so having the Mana Traders you know, I'll play a deck and like it, and then I'll want to buy it in paper. So <laughs> I've bought all the cards for the Azorius Bomberman deck. I had to bite the bullet and buy my fourth City of Traders. Because usually three City of Traders is good in the collection. But sometimes- outside of decks like that, right? So I bought that, all the Urzas and stuff. And then I recently, I wanted to do a stream with David, uh, but we couldn't kind of line up times to play. So I tried it myself, Doomsday, and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. god. Gotta- I looked at the deck. It's like I only need Doomsdays to build this, and then fifty dollars later, yes, Doomsdays are fifty dollars for a playset, about $40, 50 bucks. So I bought the Doomsdays. So I sold a couple cards, but I've kind of been like filling out decks. Like I built the, uh, I bought the rest of the cards for the uh, Dry and Evolution Grove deck, the Dryad Stompy deck. Uh, yeah. Huh. So I just look forward to playing Paper Magic soon because like I've got all these new decks I want to try
0: out. Yeah. Uh, do look out though. Me and SP will play that Doomsday League at yeah. some point. In the and next two weeks, it should be out. And
2: the reason why it's David and I—well, David specifically—is David has been playing Doomsday back when it was like a terrible duck and not good. Um, well, it was good, you know, since he's dividing top. But then yeah. top got banned, and it got a lot worse. And then probe got banned, and then, it then got it a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, so when you switched over to Storm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: he finally bit the ball and played the butter deck. But David has so much experience with Doomsday that it made sense to have him help out because I did play a couple practice room matches with it and the deck is a little unintuitive. Like, the first pile I made, like, I probably could have won the game like right then and there but I just fucked it up. So I made
0: it past this room. And it so took, yeah.
2: A lot of my piles were past the turn piles and very similar. Like, I was like, okay, if I do this and this, I can win. Yeah. But I'm sure there's other piles that you'll need to make depending on, like, board presence, what you're up against, and all that fun stuff. So it'd be interesting to have an actual good Doomsday
0: player help out. So. A decent Doomsday player that hasn't played this version at all. Never, but you understand the concept <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, the concept of play. putting piled together and winning on the same turn hasn't really changed. So it'll, it'll be a fun stream. Check it out in, in the next week or the two. Yeah,
1: you guys going to go on, on Moto,
0: right? You know, yeah, yeah we'll, okay. stream,
2: we'll do a stream on Moto. We'll do a league. Hopefully we 5-0. Yeah,
0: hopefully yeah. That would be I nice. the deck
2: is insane so hopefully we find out right. yeah so like talking about like uh, streaming and playing in a little
0: series we want to talk about our recent cloud series winners yeah. so two weeks have gone by uh, our two winners have been uh, Jim on Strife no Stifle Stifle Stifle
2: Euro Euro
0: it, I, I managed to look at the deck list a little bit before uh, the stream and looked pretty sweet uh, it's definitely a mix. Yeah, I was always like, I like Stifle and like Stifle when I was a thing and I
1: never like was able to talk to a judge to see how it interacts with Uro, like being able to Stifle one of the triggers to keep it in play and not it going back to the yard ER the first time
0: Sure. To cast I, it.
2: I don't think that's a strategy he's going with here though. I don't think, so he plays two Stifles but I don't think he's trying to Stifle his Uro. Really? Okay. No, because like you want it to, you want to draw the cards and all that stuff so you want the ETB. Because yeah. you want to draw the card, you want to play the land. Um, I think the stifles are just uh, again for like denying your opponent, right? Because uh, he's running days the stifles, so I think he's fine taking the two turns to get Uro onto the battlefield.
1: So I'm um, question. Uh, so this is just like a newbie like trying to understand. Stifles is a very difficult card, and that's why I don't ever play it, even though I could, I could play it in blue red Delver or rug Delver. So is there two triggers for Uro? When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it escaped. Is that the first trigger? And there's a second trigger when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you gain the three life and put a battlefield. Yeah, so there's it, separate it it is two. Yes. So
2: you could stifle the ETB. The first one. The one, the sacrifice. Yeah, yes. so then you
1: get off of four mana, you get a 6-6, six,
2: six and you still gain three life, draw a card, put a land. That's great. Sure. I think that's good. I don't... But then you're kind of two for... I, I don't know. Like I don't know if the stifles are there for Uro, though. Yeah, I, I don't see it as
0: a I guess you like, to, if you're in the situation where you can use it... Yeah, if you want to I go full aggro... A lot of the scenarios you're playing a Delver deck, and just sometimes those Stifles are straight up dead cards. There's no Delvers in this deck. Nope. But no Delvers. if you look at just like the counter suite and everything, it has like that Delver shell. It has your low drop creatures and it has your Stifles. It feels so more like a control. You can use it. I think it is yeah. a much more control setup, but like it has all your low drops, so I think you can use Stifle in a similar way that Delver does. He's got those Narsets in the deck.
2: Ugh.
0: He plays four stifle's, bro. Four? Yeah. The two, oh the, yeah. Two so
2: on Moto, yeah, <laughs> Moto has the different versions. So so with with four stifle's, I can see him like
1: wanting to stifle like Wasteland slash. Like, and effects. then if you have an
2: extra of yeah, you hit your
1: gross So he's just room. on the play,
2: yeah. right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's cool. I like it. He took down the tournament, um, and then again he's running Cloithus, Clo- Cloithus the, the the blue red uh, the red green god. From the most recent thorough set, that it's like become a sideboard staple for the like, rug Delver decks. How do you guys feel about two dazes? I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to look at me again. At the top of his curve, he's got a lot of three drops, mm-hmm. so I don't think he wants to be setting himself back too much with the dazes. Sure. So I think two is fine. Yeah. Well,
0: you kind of show one daze. They're gonna be playing around daze, assuming you have a playset. I think.
1: Yeah, you can just scare somebody with one daze, and all of a sudden now they're gonna wait a turn to play their like important spells.
2: Exactly. Or if you're like me, you just jam it into daze. Yeah, you stop. You, you don't fear. You just hey, gonna, yeah, just bait out the daze. Yeah, maybe to make have it. If they don't have
1: it, then great, dude. Good luck. Yes. Now you know for future like, you know, spells, no dazes.
2: Right, no daze. So you're yeah, not. he took that down with a pretty cool looking uh like mid range uh stifle uro deck. And then just this Friday we had uh, a Michael Baron's lists. with a uh, Legacy affinity, um, and it's not your typical like st- uh, st- steel stompy kind of deck. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the first thing that stands out to me is like the mana base. It's like four ancient tombs, four city traders, four Gaia's cradle, and then mm-hmm. four vault of whisper. Um, and then it's it's like it's a it's very similar to like a modern. Uh, Modern Affinity deck, and the fact that it has the four Memnites and the Mox Opals, rest in peace that card is no longer legal in modern it's got four Ornithopters it's got the Arcbound Ravagers it's got four Cranial Plating uh, four Steel Overseer so like that is like almost the core of the old Modern Affinity oh, deck. Yeah. Uh he's got some Thorn of Amethyst four Lodestone Golem two Mystic Forge and then uh, a play set of Soquel Serpents four Chalice of the Voids and four Walking Blisses um, it is very punishing
1: like he's like trying to produce a lot of mana at turn one to play a chalice or a lodestone or a thorn to like stop so you're, yeah so you're putting down yeah well and to stop like rug like those like the efficient like two spell cast and then just go over the top with
2: these creatures yeah so when I saw this like oh wow I want to try this out so I did play a few matches last night with it and I I would say that it's it has the same it's very similar to the modern affinity deck where like you can have some opening hands where it's just Insane busted, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're dropping a bunch of creatures on turn one, you got a cradio plating turn two, you're cracking in for eight damage turn two, and it's almost impossible to come back into the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're dead. But then it also has some of those starts where it's like Ornithopter, Midnight, you know, non soul land, pass. So Yeah, and you get punished by like some like a pyroclasm or something. Yeah, pyroclasm, um rough tumble would probably be more it's a fun deck, but um, it's interesting. Like, I've I, I won one match by getting in with a 19-power Ornithopter, right? But then at the same time, you're just doing nothing. Um, and then, like, Artifact Hate is just, like, very... It just shuts the deck down, right? So, like, Norod yes. or Collector Oof uh, are rough. So, I did get Norod in after I had Cranial Plating equipped in one match. I won. But otherwise, like, it shuts down your Vault of Whispers, your equipment's dead. Yeah. Um, and then I played against Hogak, and they... <laughs> Game two, they hit me twice with uh what is it called? The force of vigor. Yeah. So like they just like wipe half your board, you know. Um, so the hate is there and you can fight through it, but I would say it's very very typical of like the modern affinity deck where it has some unbeatable openings and then some very underwhelming openings. So
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Like I used to play Affinity in Modern, like the old Affinity. And yeah, anytime you play Stone Silence, you're like unless well, you equip that cranial plating you just have a, a dead Arcbound Ravager that can like just add one count. Yeah, Arcbound
2: does nothing when it dies. This is a trigger mm-hmm. instead of like. does nothing. Steal it, overs.
1: It's the worst when your land can't tap. You're like, all right, I can't use this ability. It's, it's, yeah. it's not fun. But like, it's a very spicy list. I liked it. I would like to sleeve it up. But having four
2: guys' cradle is insane. <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> way I'm ever playing this in paper unless I borrow the cradles from someone because I am not buying guys' cradles just to play this deck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that
2: was a tough one. It's cool, though, that people are playing these, like, f- like I think the more we get out of, like, because, like, I think when we have paper tournaments, like, throughout the year, people are practicing for them and preparing for them. So it doesn't allow much, like, uh, what is it, ingenuity or, like, uh, the ability to kind of, like, play around, right? Now that we've been in this COVID situation where people aren't meeting up for big Grand Prix or Eternal Weekends, I think it opens up the opportunity to kind of tinker. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot more of these, like, really cool, kind of fun, different builds crop
0: up. Also, think about, like, just the availability and cost of cards, such as, like, you rent out decks, so you see something cool, you're going to rent it out, and you can play it. But <laughs> and then buy now in paper, paper, like, hmm, this Affinity deck looks really cool. I just got to... Gather four cradles to rocket uh, at yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a little longer to show a new brew or something in paper I think than online. Yeah,
2: no that makes sense. I think yeah, the majority of people are forced to play online. So it again, like I think cradles maybe like five dollars online as opposed to like eight, eight six, seven hundred. Well it's it's interesting, like Tabernacle's like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, right? Like yeah. the price of these cards online is so different, right? Like you could buy 10 cradles for the price of your force of negation. Online. Yeah, don't tell me about it. That's so mm. heartbreaking. <laughs> I need two forces. <laughs> I do like kind of, I mean, yeah, it sucks not being able to play paper magic, but like, I think the forcing everyone to play online has allowed legacy to kind of develop more, mm-hmm. and like, people are a lot more creative and playing around with other strategies. Yeah. Whereas in the past, it was always very hyper-focused. You didn't see too much innovation outside of like people building upon the better decks, where we're seeing like ninjas and affinity stuff and then like you know people are finding new ways to like innovate in, in legacy so
1: exactly that's yeah, great like it's a brewer's paradise like i like the fact that renting decks some of these high costing paper versions are pretty cheap online because they're not going to other formats just allows a lot of people to try new things and since people can play at any time, they don't have to wait for their FNM. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can just, like, all right, I'll do this. And if it's doing good, they'll just keep doing good. And we get to see these, these crazy new builds. I like it. I like it a lot.
2: Hell, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, talking about uh, more moto comp competitive stuff, let's talk about the Nerd Rage gamings
0: uh, NRG.
2: event. events. Yeah, so, uh, um... I, I really like their acting. NRG. <laughs> yeah, it's energy, but energy it's like, yeah this energy energy yeah um yeah. so yeah in NR- nerdridge games they held their second legacy event last weekend um and this one cracked over i think it was like 120 players or so so it definitely had a, a more players than the first one um and they also had the legacy challenge on the same day so like it was ex- it was interesting to see uh, a big turnout when there was another large tournament the same yeah. day right um so this time around, I played again in this one. I think there were a couple other local guys. Actually, so like round two, I had to play against Jim Dubek, which uh, sucked. Uh, um, but so this time, uh, last time I was a little br- uh, rubbed the wrong way playing Omni Show, because Show & Tell is really like your main enabler to the combo. Mm-hmm. So Meddling Mage, you know, Cabal Therapy, that just shuts it down, right? So this time, with Open Decklist, I played Dark Depths, or I played Turbo Depths. Um, and it went a lot better. I did go 5-2 in the tournament, so a, a better finishing. But, uh, yeah, round one. I lost round one, right? And I got paired against one of... It doesn't have an office, so I can't see. it's a really... It's, it's a bad matchup, but it's not one of those decks that you play against. I played against the Rip-Helm combo with Energy Flux <laughs> Field. Yeah yeah, 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 So, like, the list I was playing, like, I cannot win game one if they get Energy Field, recipes out. Yeah, um, you out. Yeah, and he was playing Shark Typhoon. Nice, I love So that. I was able to like, use some hand disruption, get, like, an Energy Field out of his hand, uh and kind of i got dark depths out i got it online i cracked in he's able to cycle a shark typhoon to block Ooh. and then on his next turn he was able to Enlighten tutor get the uh get the the energy field combo in place um for those of you that don't know energy field is a card i think from urza saga or something it's one of the urza sets i think yeah, but anyways yeah. it's one blue and a colorless um and it's an enchantment and uh, prevent all damage that you would take, uh, and then you destroy energy field of a card if one of your permanents goes in the graveyard. Correct. Something yeah. to that extent, right? Like prevent all damage that would be dealt to you, and then you destroy energy field if a card goes to the graveyard. So this card combined with Rest in Peace, it's so basically cool. yeah you can't. I mean you have to abrupt. You have to have like abrupt here. You have to destroy the Rest in Peace, and then you can like destroy something else. Um, but yeah, the energy field locked me out game one, and then game two, I just couldn't find it. So it was kind of disheartening. Like ah, I'm gonna play red, uh, dark depths, and then yeah. like, get smashed. In uh, the round two, I played our buddy uh, Jim Dudek. Uh, I, I did beat him, mm. uh, and then I lost again to Storm later on you in the. Took down the Cloud I took down the Cloud Master. I the Cloud Master. He was on. I think he was on the same deck. It was an Oko deck. Okay. So yeah, there was like a, so and because it's open deckless, like. It makes some of the Dark Depths decisions easier. It's like, okay, like, do I play around the one of Oko or do I play around the four Stifles that you could have, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like, well, I need to make the token now because if you has Stifle, I'm fucked because I was relying on Hexmage. Didn't have it, you know. So I, I beat him. Um, and then uh, I won a couple more. Got paired against Storm. We got to game three and it was just like one of those weird draw-go games. And I was like, oh, minor. I just need this to win. He pulled it out, and then uh, I ended up winning out the rest. I played against some Just Guy Miracles deck, Eldrazi. It was a fun tournament. Uh, I think I got like 19th place, so it did suck <laughs> losing to the Rip Helm deck uh, game, tur- game one, because I feel very confident with the deck, and I think it would have been decent in the field. It's just like that was like the one really bad matchup I needed to avoid. Yeah. Um, I think what took that tournament down? I think Sneak and Show beat Elves in the finals? Yeah. Yeah. Actually,
0: four color control. Actually,
2: four color. I thought, um, I thought show, was, show and tell one. Show and tell one. Uh, they, they
0: might have been elves in the semifinals because elves made it yeah. three four. Okay. Unless top yeah, 8 yeah. has it incorrect. I
2: feel like it might have been incorrect because when I was looking at the, the the melee games dashboard, it showed Show and Tell versus Elves. But either way, Show and tell took it down. Um, Top
0: 8 is pretty diverse. Pretty diverse, definitely. We got 2 Rugs. 2 Rug Delvers, 4 Color Control. We got a Band. Band
2: Control. Elves. Is this just like a snow deck?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's like the newer version of Miracles, yeah. Then you got your Death and Taxes and Doomsday making another appearance piloted by Ethan. It's interesting to see Death
2: and Taxes back, because like, so many people talk about how dead Death and Taxes is. I've
0: heard that so many times. Like, Oko just kind of outshined the artifacts that they have in their deck. But... And then
2: for a while, Plague Engineer is just like... Yeah. Yeah, it would wreck them. And I feel like Goblins is a better tribal deck than uh, Death and Taxes. But I've not seen a lot of like
1: Plague Engineers.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like I know Plague Engineer was on the rise for a little while, um, so I'm not sure why everyone says Death and Taxes is dead. Um, I mean, it put up a decent showing here. Yeah, and I think I mean, like, let's look at it. like uh, it's good against the traditional show and tell list, but I know a lot of the show and tell decks are playing a lot more like basic lands and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? Um, well, let, let's see like what bad matchups does Death and Taxes have
0: here? Uh, Doomsday is probably well, Doomsday's probably a good one for it, right? Uh, it honestly depends. I would say because Doomsday, I think, is like a little faster version of like show and tell. Sure. Different type of hate. I know Death and Taxes
2: like to see the Delver matchups. I don't know if that's still the case now that we have like stuff like Dreadhorde and Oko. Yeah,
1: yeah. If, against Blue-Red Delver, like it, it's a really tough matchup. Death and Taxes wins out a lot. They yeah. just have better value. Um,
2: but against Rug, I think Rug beats it Rug just goes over the top. Yeah, with the Oko. I think Elves probably beats Death and Taxes pretty easily. Because yeah, it's so fat. Yeah, the mana so denial far. is not efficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the swords, the removals, just uh, there's just too much. It goes too wide, right? And then it combo kills. Uh, band Control is probably a good matchup for Death and Taxes. Probably. It could be, right? But then you got Oko, and you have so many other answers, right? Um, and this is playing Uro, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think Death and Taxes is as bad as people make it out to be. I mm-hmm. am happy not to see it that much though. Exactly, yeah me too. I, I,
0: exactly. I hate going against
1: it. It's such a grind.
0: Thalia, she's a great girl and all, but she can kind of fall off the map. Yeah. yeah, and I think instead of Death and Taxes, more
2: people are playing like Maverick and like uh, Lone builds.
0: Yeah, they're splashing in other stuff
1: to kind of answer. What's interesting in this one? Like they went back to Mother of Runes. Well, Mother Runes is just insane. No, they used to, they went back, they went to the O2. What's the uh, the other one? Oh, that, yeah. was with, that was with Renin 6.
2: Yeah. Because and 6 would just kill her. So, if, yeah, so for a
1: while, like, they would go with the uh, Giver Give Runes yeah. just because that one extra little toughness actually would last out against a uh, was it the uh, Plague Engineer? Yeah,
2: it, it survives against Plague, but, like, Plague kills all your other creatures. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But, yeah, like, Giver Runes was really popular when Renin 6 was around. Mm-hmm. Because it was relevant, like it kept, it kept it alive, and then you could also protect whatever it tries to go after, like the yeah. Thalias and stuff.
0: Um, yeah, then Doomsday, you got your cyclers, you got up to 4 cyclers on this one, so it's a pretty quick list.
2: Duel's Vault is interesting in this one, I have not seen that in most lists.
0: Think about it, like it's it's definitely a good way to enable the kill on turn 3. Uh, you don't want too many of them because drawing a second one would pretty much end the game Yeah. in card disadvantage, but card advantage-wise, you don't really need much. You need your Doomsday, you need your Cantrip, and some protection. So you're down to lose a card by casting Limdu's Vault. Sure. Um,
2: so in the limited... Like, so like Full disclosure, I'm not a Storm player or anything like that. I played Storm a, a little bit, Yeah, and I played I this a little bit, and this deck feels like a very toolbox-like deck. Mm-hmm. Whereas storm is just like you're trying to cast all these spells and snowball, whereas this is like you're trying to put together the perfect scenario, and then when you catch your doomsday, so this seems very cool box like, very which much, is very, very completely different. different than like a storm deck. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. and then like you can speak to how hard it is to make your pile with all these little. Oh,
0: oh I know all about it. <laughs> down. that used to be one of David's favorite cards. <laughs> it's a great card. It's a
1: very great card. So I've never seen it until like looking at this list. So I had to look it up. So In this deck, it's basically Ancestral Recall. Yeah, draw, so it's a sorcery for two blue, draw three cards, then discard three cards at the beginning of your next end step. But if you, never win, if you win before the next <laughs> end
2: step, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is draw three. Beautiful list. I know Ethan's been piloted, like one of the original pilots of the Force of Will Doomsday. Glad to see he's doing well. Um, and then yeah, the tournament that happened the very same day was the challenge, which uh, our boy Rock Nation took down. Uh, he was on a four color uh Snoco yeah. with Uro deck. Um, very like, typical yeah, it's of a super a control deck. deck, yeah. It's a hundred percent play go rock and <laughs> Yeah. I even like that you went to Dead of Winter. Dead uh, of Winter is insane, though. Yeah, you have all your snow permanents, so why not? You got your astrolabes, your quaddles, your Land.
2: And if your Uro dies, whatever, you just recast it. Yeah, um, you don't care. Yeah, no, Dead of Winter has been like a really good card in the snowko shells for a while. Because um, a lot of times it's just a one-sided board wipe. And against decks like Maverick and a lot of the creature-heavy decks, like it's game, game over. Like, if yeah. you Dead of Winter them... It just wipes their board. You got your your quadle still, and you start bringing back your uro, and also your astro that you turn into elk. There's no permanence so <laughs> they <don't> survive. <laughs>
1: so they survive the dead of winter. What's crazy to me is that he is playing two force negation, four force of wills, like so. There's a lot of control magic, and then the three abrupt decays, four plows. This yeah. is a super control deck. Very yeah. very. So if he can't
2: counter it, he wants to kill it once it's on the board. But yeah, like this is a total rock deck. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Rockenbach is a Arizona local. Yes. he's been playing Legacy like, for a while with us, mm-hmm. um, and he he's a really solid player. But like control is his wheelhouse. Um, he does really well with it. Um, he's a great player. So yeah, he likes to uh, think like five turns ahead. Yeah, and then he likes to tell you about it after the match. Well, no. Do you really think he only thinks five turns ahead? Right, he's thinking about yeah. the finals. He's like he's playing me round one,
1: and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. So when I say five turns ahead, he's thinking about his turn, your turn, then what you're going to do, then what you'll do, and then the next turn. And yeah. Right. Right. So it's like it's it's like
0: 15 turns or 15 plays. Yeah. But he's already thinking about like the handshake that he's going to offer you, uh, he's just like, like Leo. How or. am I? Am I going to fist bump them or am I going to shake the
2: hand? But like, no. I think this deck is so good. Like it has. Everything. Yeah. It has a ton of removal, ton of uh, counter magic. He has lots of Sylvan libraries, two main board to kind of get the card draw going, you know, outside of his cantrips. So like he's got one Jace, the three Oko. Like this deck is it, it like can answer so much shit. It's a very like his answers and its threats are like very diverse. Yeah,
0: Rock'emog used to always be on Chartless Bug and this is pretty much Chartless Bug with a splash white. <laughs> For some swords and some good goodness. So, I mean, color-wise, but like, it's definitely up his alley. Well, even in the sideboard, he has a level? Jeez, that's, yeah, a, level, just that's
2: a throwback. Yeah. And the best part is that he's playing a four-color deck and he has back to basics in his sideboard. Yeah. the sideboard. The mana is too perfect yeah, too in to Legacy to right add. now. The greed is real, but this. Too, too good. good. Yeah. Uh, he's got current Legacy All-Star Counterspell that plays around Veil vale of Summer and Mind Break Trap. I know. Which wow. is a great card. If you can't counter it, just exile, exile yeah. No, we, For we, real. You we can cast that or resolve, but it'll be exile. Yeah. And he also has two Teferi Time Raveler in the sideboard, which is kind of interesting. Like, again, I'm no, by no means a, a control player, but I'm surprised. I mean, I feel like Teferi might be better than Jake's main board. I, I don't know, though. He yeah. won with this, so it sounds like his configuration is pretty solid.
0: Though, yeah, he managed to be a Teamer Delver deck. Uh, the rest of Top 8 was another Teamer Delver. We got Eldrazi Taxes. Ryan Cook's in there with Tess, most likely. That's a typo. I would doubt he's on hand. Um, we got Lands, Just Guy Delver, Dark Depths, and Reanimator even took a slot in the top 16, actually. Never mind. But hey, uh, congratulations, Rockenbach. So I had a question just out of the blue. So
1: I think as yes, what you were talking about. The same day you had this event, and then you had the NRG event. Yeah. Do you think that, like, split like competitors like I wonder if you had just one event with with it, a different cream rise to the top
2: well I mean obviously like you have a divided group right like, yeah. so I, I I mean so like Did you G-
0: dual queue for both of them no bro
2: <laughs> oh my god that sounds awful <laughs> um, yeah no that's it, it is interesting like I know he like JPA ninety three, Bryant Cook were in the top eight of this, so it sounds like there's some solid players in this mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. Um, I do recall seeing some pretty decent, you know, some pretty prominent names in the NRG event. So I think it's just preferential, right? Like, I think NRG was a one5 uh, K right tournament. So like first place got five hundred mm-hmm. payouts to top eight. So I think it's just kind of like where you see the best value in. Okay. Um, I kind of wish the NRG event was on another day, so that everyone had the opportunity to play in two big events rather than decide and pick one. Yeah, yeah. but it sounds like both of them did very well in terms of turnout. So it's
1: because it always reminds me of those like like pro players or those like competitive players when they either go to a, like back in the day when it was either going to a GPU or an ICG. Yeah, so you
2: would have two different very. Or do you drive out to New Mexico for the PPTQ because it's going to be a softer field than in California? Yeah. So there's a decision
1: to be made of like which one do you think I could take down?
2: Well, I did joke with Rock and, uh, or at least Jake, our buddy Jake Balsinger, that like that was the soft field over there. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you didn't do
1: so. Uh, Yeah. All right. So uh, talking about other like legacy uh, Moto events, where recently in this month, August, we had the Trader series. Yes. I was able to play in it which was nice mm-hmm. awesome yeah but uh, uh, went, or something. oh man it, it was free so it uh, never went on Mana Trader I was able to like set up an account very easy intuitive and what really turned me on to this series is I think as we were talking about
2: it's so easy to pair up it's super easy I love it right yeah so you go onto the interface whenever you want to play a match you click play match it finds you a partner you go into the tournament practice room you create a room you play them yeah. And then it records your, you know, the finish automatically, right? You yeah. finish, you play the match, you finish it, and then you go back to the page, and it lets you know. If, obviously, it doesn't let you know, but like it, it records re- your win or your loss. The results, yeah. So like I love it, and it looked like it was really popular because I saw lots of people in there with like the requested rooms. Yeah, and the
1: event like you would wait less than a minute, and it would yeah. kick you an opponent. So it was it was well done. I hope they keep doing this because I will keep playing this. I thing.
2: love the setup of it. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it. And you can play as much or as little as you want. Yeah. So, like, I remember one day I played, like, seven matches in a day, and then there are a couple times where I had time for one match, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one, like, caveat is that, or, like,
1: trade-off is it's only open, at least in Arizona, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, you, like, sometimes mm-hmm. when I would work and get off pretty late, I would want to, like, throw in one more match, but, like, it would close. I wouldn't be able to play.
2: Yeah, that is the downside. But I think having, like, a kind of a reduced window of, like, hours... Allows Apes, people, you're going to get matched up quicker, right? Whereas if it was 24 seven, like there's going to be more downtime. Yeah, right? I would
1: not want to wait 30 minutes to get paired to no. an opponent. So I'm I like the fact that it was like less than a minute to get paired up with any opponent during that 99. I, I, I'll I'll stick with that. I'm yeah. okay with that trade off.
2: Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was really awesome, and that actually closes in two days. So basically, the way it worked is there's a qualifying period, which I think I think it's like two weeks or so, two three weeks. Um, So you either have to have a 70% win rate in 10 matches, a 65% win rate in 20 matches, or a 60% win rate in 30 matches. Um, So once you hit that win rate percentage, you're locked in for the next round, which is a Swiss tournament on Saturday, August 29th. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then on August 30th is the top eight. Yes. So I managed to qualify for it in 20 matches... Um, so I hit the sixty-five percent win rate, uh, qualified. And, and thank you. And like that was it, right? Uh, it was a really fun series. Like every match, matter. Like and the thing is, like every match matters, right? And this is just to qualify. So like there'd be times where like I'm like, okay, if I win one more, I've got this. But then I and then I'd lose, and then you're like, now you got to win three in a row, right? Yeah, like, fuck.
1: Yeah, the interface, whoever
2: designed this, or who set this up, is
1: insane because every time you would play a match, win or lose it'll give you a little dial and I'll tell you, all right, you gotta win four more or three more. So it it, like, it incentivizes you to keep going and then like
2: letting you understand how important
1: the next match is.
2: Exactly. So I loved it. Um, And so in this tournament, I played major. I would say 80% of my matches were with uh, um, blue, green, omni show. And like, I would say the last four or five was with dark depths because I just had it rented out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know what I'm gonna play next Saturday. Yeah.
1: Cause, oh, because you could always switch decks. Like
2: if you, yeah, so that's the uh, like you just have to have the win percentage, right? Like you yeah. don't care what decks you're playing or anything like that, because you're just being paired up against random people. So you right. could literally pick different decks all the time, right?
1: Yeah. So if you're on a losing streak and you're not feeling that deck, if you switch have it out. if you have an account Man on Man Traders, you can switch it out.
2: Yeah. Nice.
1: Mm. But I would, didn't have that luxury, so I was on Blue Ridge Delver, and towards the end, I saw so many chalices. Um, on one of my opponents it was they had three chalices I was able to counter two of them the third resolved, and I was, I was screwed and I didn't have the brazen borrowers and I was like alright I just gotta like maybe hopefully dread, dread for one will get there in 11 turns but no. No, no
2: dread no. hole <laughs> is good at a lot of stuff but it's not a fast clock yeah and if you can't get that
1: like advantage by casting those three spells you're just waiting for them to like present the win con and you can see it and go to sideboard
2: yeah but though, I think it's fun that there's like a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of like online legacy events now. Yeah. And so uh,
1: I did not make the, uh, the, the was it, the, the Swiss, so good luck, SB, on your, your Swiss on the, the 29th.
2: Yeah. I hope more uh, local players, I know Gary Wong was talking about grinding to kind of catch up. Uh, I hope some more of the Arizona guys make it because it'd be fun to that tournament with them. Yeah. I'm also curious to see how many players are in it, right? so like, I, like I, I queued and then stopped playing right um, and I think I was ranked 47th yeah. so I don't yeah. know how many more like I mean maybe 100 150 I don't know but I'm currently ranked 47th so like and I like I'm just barely made it right but So
1: there's, that doesn't like even if you got a high yeah. ranking you have a high percentage so there could be a lot of people going 30 plus matches to get that 60% yeah, you're right it, yeah. I, I would say 100 to 200 players probably the more the merrier right hopefully Hopefully, uh, My question is, they haven't revealed, when you go to the Swiss, one deck, right? You can't switch? You think? I, think, I believe
2: that is just a tournament and you're playing the same deck. Okay. So yeah, I've, I have not been able to find much of it. So, with all things magic, a lot of stuff is very vague. Like, Until it happens. A lot happens. of other <laughs> tournaments, it's like, the Legacy Challenge qualifies you for what? And then the preliminary is this. Um, I assume the Swiss will be a one-deck tournament, but we don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, and then one highlight we want to call out is so like, one person went 20 and 0. So... I killed bit. So the guy at the top of the leaderboard went 20 and 0 on Elves. So yeah, this guy just had like... I mean, isn't that insane? Could you That's imagine... Insane. Could you imagine just going 20, 20 and 0? Flawless victory, right? Just... It's beauty. insane. And it, this is Huey 07. Yeah. 100%. 20 matches in a row just winning them. And it, it's against good players, right? Because you're playing in moto, like... Solid solid field and just win 20 games for all. <laughs> Yeah, it's really? place. You got Anorag Doss. You yeah, got Doss. You got Theo Jung, who's, I think, a rug player. I think he did well. I think he actually might have topped in the energy event. Um, a couple of, yeah, not too many of these games I'm familiar with. I have seen some other names pop
0: up on the leaderboard. I've heard of Eminem's music. Congrats that he topped yeah, Eminem. Oh, don't uh, what was that, Eminem, <laughs> That's though? a good one. Um, was, but... <laughs>
2: yeah, oh man, could you imagine being on such a heater, though, where you go 20-0?
0: Yeah. I hope it kind of carries through. For I wonder him what when the Swiss on. on. He was 20-1. on Elves. So the whole time about Elves. Yeah. yeah. How, nice. does, how do we know that,
2: though? Uh, on his Twitter. Okay. okay. He had indicated that he went 20-0 and on Elves. Okay. i uh, okay. I
1: it's insane. That is, uh, that's, Well, I'm, I'm glad Legacy's doing so great online. Yeah,
2: yeah. and anyway, so that's next week. So uh, we'll hopefully have some updates, and I can talk, do my tournament report after I win it. Of course. So like, yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, go better than 5-2. Just Just go, I'm going
0: to go home, though. I'm going to go 20-0. David's going to go great. We're going to look up, and we're like, what the hell? That's David's wizard. Okay. 20-0. How
1: many days you got? Two days? Is that the Easy. Tw- the 25th? 20 yeah. 20 and it closes a- me...
0: Four hours. Closes yeah. at 9 p.m. Good yeah. luck. Just go to your Starbucks. You can go pre-online <laughs> and get that bye So
1: talking about the 20 Are there any, uh, you know, ban watches? What do you think? Do you think Elves is too powerful right now? 20-0
2: isn't... I don't think Elves is too powerful right now. Okay, with uh, 20-0? It's a good deck. Like, okay. I don't know, like Elves is a good deck. Like, okay. so... Uh, and here's the thing. It like, better like, be one with guys'
0: Cradles. Right. guys'
2: So, like... Elves was, like, dead for, like, the last year and a half, two years, right? Like, no one was playing Elves. Yeah. Elves fell off the face of the earth. Right? I think like, Ren Six killed n- Elves. Yeah. Well, we got the, year. like, the, in- the, the Engineer effect, like the Plague effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I don't think Ren Six is fast enough. Ren Six is too slow to kill off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it's interesting. Like <laughs> it was elves the same, off, same set, What?
0: Was Plague Engineer the same set as Ren Six? Yeah, Modern or? Horizons. Yeah, so it was the same time. So Ren
2: Six was the big card, and then Plague Engineer's... Did. I don't know though, um, Elves kind of disappeared I mean, and I, I can't, I don't think you can attribute all of the recent success and the resurgence of Elves to the printing of Allosaurus Shepherd, not Allosaurus Rider. Oh, you got it right. Oh. Allosaurus Wait. Shepherd. Waiting. Um, but that's the new tech for it, right? like, What does that do? Allosaurus Shepherd is the one green card
0: from Jumpstart that's a million dollars. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it, it just makes your deck worth a million dollars? No. No, the card know? itself is worth a million dollars. So mm-hmm.
2: it's one green. Okay. He cannot be countered. All once he's in play, none of your green spells can be countered. And then you can pay like seven mana, two green, and five colorless. All of your elves become five-five dinosaurs. It's, like a one,
1: it's an, an overrun effect on this, yeah. yeah.
0: And they printed that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and he's like a one-two or
1: something. I don't think green had enough like spells to help it out to Is like, he like, an stop elf? They, they didn't help it
0: out enough. It's not an elf though. He's an elf. It is an elf, so you <laughs> yeah. can, like, bridge lore it and everything? <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. I just love seeing,
1: like, these new cards come out. Yeah, So, man, yeah, he is an what? elf.
2: <laughs> that doesn't sound real. So he's an elf shaman. He's a 1-1. But, yeah, all-sword-shepherd can't be countered. Green spells you control can't be countered. So your glimpse of nature's everything cannot be countered. And it's not just, like, green permanents or green creatures. I see, I see. Right? None of your green, green spells can be countered. And also, it's only six to activate his ability, right? So you get a bunch of elves out, you use your cradles for two green, four colorless, and then you, your elves turn into a bunch of dinosaurs until tell of turn. It's a weird card. I mean,
1: I, I dig the art, but I, I, the lore, like, how is this guy able to stop Counterspell? Just because he's got dinosaurs around him and they eat the lizards? So like, how is that, like...
0: He enjoyed you. the Veil of Summer so much that he figured out a way to make it uncountable. During the Veil of Summer, he was able to hatch his dragon or his dinosaurs and
1: then just descend it on the wizarding School. I think
0: that was the song that like woke the dragons up. It's the uh, dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. It's alright. So here's like
2: so like this card this card is really dumb. Like you can cast it and do turn one chalice of the void. <laughs> oh yeah, so <laughs> then <laughs> all of your other one drop elves just Cool chalice.
0: This chalice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that, you don't even have any burn? Nothing? Alright, let's just override it. It's this. ridiculous. That's it's actually cute. nice. They can even use a cavern of souls to get it in through a chalice. No, you don't to. It's uncountable. To. It counter- oh, you just... Oh. Yeah, it It matter. just says,
2: fuck chalice. I'm here and here's my big dinosaurs. He that cannot be countered. So yeah, you gotta someone,
1: that's cute. Pff, here's yeah, this guy. He yeah, just wasted two mana and a turn. Bro. Yeah, right. Hey,
2: Alright, that's kind of ridiculous. But, uh, so, like, I mean, again, though, like, I don't think you can attribute the prominence and the rise yeah. of elves to just this card, but it elves are it... back. A lot of people are playing it. Yeah, it's powerful. Probably... Yeah. Um, and then because of Oko, Progenitus has returned to elves. Mm-hmm. So Progenitus has Protection. been on the sidelines for a while. Yeah. But now Progenitus is back. It's one of the, one of the, uh, natural order, uh, targets. targets or GSE targets if you get all that mana. Yeah. So, yeah
0: I... Always like seeing an elves player hardcast the progenitus off oof. the bridge floor. Ooh, yeah, that seems tough. But I know it's been done. It's been done. It's been done. But, uh, so that's cool. I mean, I yeah,
1: don't yeah. you know what else being more power. So you're gonna see that guy. Uh, yeah, are you gonna do like dedicating sideboard slots for this this guy in this series? So I, I don't. Well, I don't
2: know what I'm playing. Like, if I play Dark Depths, it probably will be a deck that does not play plague engineer in the sideboard. Because like with depths, you're just trying to like beat them, right? You're just trying yeah, to win. Um, you're just going for it. So, yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. Um But, uh oh, I think you talked about Bandwatch. Oh, yeah, you were talking about Bandwatch, right? Like, yeah. I don't think uh, else is fine. Yeah, else is fine. Okay. But, Let's see and I, you know, I, know, I know a lot of people talk about it, but like, I feel like Oko has to go. Oko will go eventually. I, I feel like it's inevitable. It's not a matter
0: of if, but when. Too many of the top decks are running it. Like, there's not one specific deck Either that's yeah. abusing it, and
2: it doesn't kill anything. It just powers down a few decks. Yeah, yeah. It's I guess it kills Snowko. It kills that deck. You could still have a snow based deck that's good, but
0: it's it's definitely there's Okos in there. Well, yeah, Duh, it's in the name. But. <laughs> yeah. So that,
2: yeah. Deck, but like I think it powers down Rub Delver enough without completely destroying the deck, because Rub Delver, like we talked about earlier. It without, was a decent
1: with, deck, but it wasn't top dog no, without Oko. Without Oko, Rug, it goes down.
2: Yeah, because Oko gives Rug Dover kind of an angle that it otherwise does not have. It gives it the ability to go long game. Mm-hmm. It gives it the ability to gain life. Yeah. It gives it the ability to get rid of a lot of hate pieces that could shut it down. Like yeah. Child someone is tough. If you don't have your braid, whatever. Like, you know, but Oko turns it into an elk. Without, without
0: Oko, it'd be kinda difficult to support the Hootie and Pharmagoid. Because with Oko, I think you're already planning to go into the late game. So you're just okay with resetting the graveyard a couple times via Hootie or a Tarmogoyth. So, I don't know. I think the deck would change a little bit if Oko got banned. But yeah, so it, it would not make Rav like
1: a, a tier deck. I think Grixis would come come back. Well, so, know, but, hold on. With but Vale of
2: Summer shuts down Grixis. Because Grixis saw about exactly. Torox and Thought seizes, and then Veil of Summer basically killed Grixis. And so and, but it and so gone. with Grixis <laughs> going
1: away, all the veils went to Cyborg.
2: How many um, main deck veils have you seen? So I know Omnishow plays it. Um, a lot of the a lot of the combo decks will play main board to force through their combo. So, but you're right, like so like if Delver went away and let's okay, let's say Grixis starts to see an uptick, the Veils are gonna come main board again. Yeah. The veil is just like a catch-all, and it's great in the sideboard, right? Like it's a great sideboard card. It's like, oh, cool. if They have stuff that like I can use Veil against. Perfect, I'm bringing in. Exactly. So here we go.
1: Omni Tell, the uh, the first place winner of the NRG series. I don't see any. This year.
2: is a, this is a, like a sneak attack deck. Yeah, this, this is a sneak
1: attack. not Sure, but this
2: is sneak attacks, so This is playing red. Yeah. So okay. like the blue green Omni Show decks Veil. Like and again, if Veil vale got axed, I think Blue Green Omni Show would die. Because Veil vale is the best fucking card. Like it's so goddamn good. If you have a Counterstyle, like a Force of Will and a blue card and a Veil, vale, like you're gonna fo- you're gonna get your show and Tell off. So 100. Should Veil vale be banned? I don't think so. I think Oko should go first. I, I wouldn't mind axing both of them. Because like here's the thing: Veil vale is bad, dead in some matchups, right? Oko is good in almost every matchup. With Veil you always draw a card, right? No. Only know. if they cast only a blue. If they cast, Okay. So like against like Eldrazi or Burn, like there are some matchups where Veil vale is literally a dead card. So that's why it's on the sideboard, right? In some decks, yes. Okay. Mm. But Oko is always good. Okay. Against Burn, it's insane. And yeah. against Sneaking Show, it's insane. I'll turn your Grizzly into an Elk. So is Oko good against Doomsday?
0: I don't mm. think so. Oh, okay, so it's not always good. Sure. Well, it's a cl- It's not a dead card. It's a good card, as in the sense of
1: it pitches to force a card. I agree with it. It is a, a win con, such as, and it's also a stabilizer, and it can pitch to force so it has an pitch to it's an answer. And it's an answer. Oh, you have a chalice? I'll turn it into an no. elk. I'm going okay. to cast all my wood drops again. Yeah. I think people would like to see it go. I don't think, personally, I would want to see it go. You I, wouldn't? No. I like it. I like it, having it, like, creating, like, so... Allowing Rug to come back into the forefront and, like, be able to answer Chalice. Because Chalice is a very oppressive card. Because you're able to build your deck around Chalice and and just shut out a lot of the field out there that is just trying to play these, like, fun, powerful one-drop spells. But, you know, that's that's speaking as a blue mage slash red mage
2: that wants to play Brainstorm, Ponder, Bolt. I would be down if they made Oko better, but a four-drop. So Oko is in twenty eight percent of all decks. Oko is the fifth most played spell in Legacy.
1: And number what's it? The the top one is Brainstorm Force. So, of well. see, so yeah, Brainstorm Force will plunder, then Force. Force
2: of Negation, then Oko. Then Daze. <laughs> so all blue spells. And the, the crazy <laughs> thing is, like, yeah, like Jace Jace <laughs> has fallen off the
1: face of the earth. I don't see any non-blue spell in the top. No, they're all blue. Everything's yeah. blue. Yeah. Um, so, like I said again, like I said, as a blue mage, I like Oko. But well, of course, that you. it's biased. So, yeah, as a, if I was not playing blue, I'd probably say get rid of Oko. Sure. So it's, it's biased. Yeah. I agree with that.
2: So yeah, I don't like Oko, and I think unless you're playing the the winning decks like the Delver decks, like mm. it's not fun to play against Rugged Delver back to back to back to back. To back yeah, back to back. it's it's a difficult matchup. It's not fun to play against Snowco. Back to back to yeah. back to back. Well, control decks
1: for sure. Yeah. One.
2: Yeah. And Rug Delver, yeah, like, if you fumble a smidge, you're done. And even if you land a lock piece, it's not even that good, because they'll just Oko it. Like, so, I don't know. Like, I think it, like, I like Oko, I like playing with Oko, but I think it turns the format, like, it's the fifth most played card. Non-land card, I clarify, yeah. right? Because, like, obviously there's all these blue lands that are in front of it, but, like, of all the spells, it is the fifth most played spell in Legacy. I might be
1: wrong, but I, I equate to Rug now in Legacy as what jungle was to modern. Sure. So but like, it has a much higher win percentage. Sure. Like so it was like always a 50-50 deck. So yeah, 55%. If it was 50-50 I don't think people would play it. So there's like a little bit But of it, it never out. had bad matchups. That's why jungle was good. Was good. It never had bad matchups. If you had the right card. Outside of Tron, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so like I feel that rug, create and, and this is a person who plays the rug. I feel like when an opponent beats you, they're so ecstatic that they beat, and they're like, they want to talk about the plays and lines, and they they go galactic brain, like, oh, was and they're like, yeah, you beat me. You're like, you were a better player. And some people that lose out to rug, they're like, oh, you had all the stuff. I'm like, well, sure, that's what this deck
2: is, is to keep everything in check. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think rug number's too good right now. Yeah. I would say, like, okay, so, like, you equate it to John we'll use, like, that, like, uh, analogy, but, like, I would say rugged over, like in the hands of a good player, costs like a sixty five to seventy percent win rate. And that's what makes Against it, the Field. Right.
1: And
0: and that's uh, huge.
2: That and really uh, huge. there's some people out there
1: that play Jund in modern that still think that like if they're a really great player they can get their percentage points up to sixty
2: percent. There's some people that are great pilots of Jund. But the problem with Jund is like it can't answer everything, whereas this can. It has the yeah, counter magic. It has the counter magic to answer spells, right? If you if you have it. Sure. Haven't. But it has the kind of it has Oko to elk stuff. Mm-hmm. It has a fast clock, whereas Jung didn't always have a fast clock. You know, it's a very fast clock. It has disruption, it has days, wasteland. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I think it's like it's a great deck to keep things in check. but again, like the other decks win over Rug. So the yeah, yeah. first place winner we in Urban gaming was not yeah. Rug. It was But still put two in the top eight. Alright. But that might be the fact that there's more people
2: playing it. I don't know. I think Ober oh, should go. Uh, I think eventually, right? Like we'll see how it goes. Like, yeah. I, again, I'm fine with it. Like it does. Like when I'm playing Dark Depths against Rug Delver, like it makes the matchup a lot harder. Whereas it used to be pretty goddamn good because you just hit Needle on Wasteland and it's clean, smooth sailing, right? But now they turn that oak, that that, waste, uh, that pitting needle into an elk. So, and you, so you have
1: to make a decision. Needle on. You need two Oco. needles.
2: You, well, the first needle has to go on Oco, and yeah. <laughs> the second needle has to go on Wasteland. So there you go. So like again, Galactic
1: Brain. If you didn't even think that there was an Oco, you'd be like, oh, Wasteland. Like, all right, I'll get Wasteland and shit. Yeah. So it's it's I like the the, the games it plays, but I, I can see how people get tired of it because it's yeah. the same repetitive thing.
2: I also think like I mean, and I know it's not that popular, but. I wouldn't mind seeing AstroLib go because it again it allows four color, five color decks to play stuff like Blood Moon and Back to Basics. Yeah, like
1: our boy Rock playing yeah. a four color with back to basics. That is like very
2: greedy. I don't like that. Yeah. Well no, it's good though. Yeah. You can totally do it because like I mean, a lot of the decks play like one or two duels.
0: That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it.
2: But yeah, uh, yeah I I don't know. Astrolabe I think it makes the mana two perfect. I don't think the card's broke it, it is broken in the sense that it makes the mana too perfect where like you mm. can cast all of your spells and your four color good stuff
1: deck. So. I wish like yeah. it wasn't uh ETB draw card. I wish like if this gets destroyed, draw card. Maybe. It'd be more fair for then me to
2: then, then you're gonna find a way to sack it to stuff. Well that's fine.
1: It's 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 but it just like it replaces sure. itself and like it then fixes your mana. Yeah,
2: I just missed the days of, like, I need to fetch, which duel do I get? You yeah, now like, it's just, like, grab which game yes, you see first. Yeah. And now it's, like, wasteland doesn't matter, like, I'm just going to play all basics, and they all tap for every color, whereas in the past, like, it was m- way more skill-intensive. Like, if you fetched up the wrong duel, you got it could thaw mean thaw the, you either sh- lost, it means it would be the difference
1: between winning and losing the game. Agreed. And then on top of that, with like, your answers to LabE is, like, Null Rod or Collector Oof, and they, if they, it's a running oko, boom, it's elk. Then it exactly. Happen, yeah.
2: And the other thing is, like, you don't want to destroy it because you're like totally like down card, like you're two for one of yourself almost. Or, like, because they, they cast it, they drew a card off of it. So if yeah. you waste a card to destroy it, like you're done. That's, di- that's disadvantage there. Yeah. They have four in there. They're gonna have another yeah. one. They're fine dead so, so know, an yeah. They'll find it. So so you have Astrolabe on one, and then you have Icing Quattle on two, and they all just replace themselves. It's so much great value. Yeah. yeah. Our card advantage, and then same with Oko. Oko is card advantage. It creates all your creatures. It creates your win cons. So then mm-hmm. with all
1: these, like, what we would like to see banned, who do you think or what is the best deck right now, you think?
0: I mean... What? You were saying... Rug. The one using all the cards that we mentioned is probably one of them. Rug. So
2: yeah, like, the Rug variants are, like, are almost the Oko variants, right? Because, like, yeah. even Jim Dudek's deck is not Rug Duffer. Yeah. But it's taking advantage of all these new powerful cards that came out last year so I think we did a count 16 of the sixty main board cards are all new in the last two years, right? Yeah. So most of the Oka Variants are going to be up at the top. Rog Delver's the best I would say of the Oka variants. Variants. Um, and then you have like Doomsday. Doomsday's
0: been making some appearances here and there. And the Snow... Yeah, Doomsday's... I think Doomsday's really good. Mm-hmm. It attacks the whole meta on like a different axis yeah. kind of.
2: And like honestly like it doesn't care about oko exactly i see that i think that's how legacy like for for the most part like to really simplify it, like legacy is you're either playing an oko deck or a deck that doesn't care about oko yeah That is... If you want to do well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're either playing Oko, or you're playing a deck that does not care.
1: As opposed to, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael, Brandon's on Affinity, he's like, didn't play either
2: of them. Well, no, but that that doesn't doesn't care care. about Oko. If you elk one of their creatures, they're just
0: going to throw their cranial playing on another creature. Yeah, Yeah. And and it goes so wide. He's fine. You have to beat Oko or play Oko. That's pretty much it. So about this like new Doomsday, so David, you said you
1: have strong build or Doomsday build? I am
0: right. playing Ant currently, okay. even though like it's dropped off the face of the earth. He's um, loyal. I'm loyal um, just throughout all my iterations. I think the most fun I've had is putting Tendrils of Agony on stack. So I kind of want to continue doing that. It might be the wrong move. It's the cards that we just talked about banning with Vale of Summer being current, But yeah, I'm sticking with Ant for the time being. I, I was kind of curious to see like what your thoughts are this this new
1: Doomsday and, and like what kind of piles and the decisions, because it's not your old Doomsday
0: that you used to play. Yeah, it's definitely a different take. Uh, I played a couple games with a local player, Damien. Um, he's slowly picking up the deck. It definitely has a really high learning curve for the first time getting into it. Uh, but, I don't know, it's a deck that, like, if you put the time into it, you'll get rewarded for the time you put into it. But you have to be willing to put a lot of time into it. It's a deck that, like, you have to plan for something like Rock and You're planning for your game seven when you're sitting down and shaking the person's hand and saying, hello, my name's David. You gotta plan really far ahead. You gotta know exactly how you're gonna kill them, and kind of craft your deck towards that. Yeah, I did
1: play against Doomsday in the uh, Man Traders event, and I I knew what was going on, and I had the cheap version of Vapor Snag to bounce back the passes. Chain of Vapor, or using Vapor Snag? I had Vapor Snag, yeah, the budget version, because I didn't have the the (laughs) Brazen Borrowers, and so like. I did not see Thoughtseize coming, and so I force willed it, and he was able to play around a bounce effect.
2: Cause he yeah. got down to zero cards in
1: deck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They I mean, don't care, right? Yeah. So like, and then like the next game, it was again like zero cards, and I had like lightning bolt. So that I was like, all right, if he gets down to two, I'll be able to like just kill it, and it won't like matter. But yeah, that is zero. And that was in that
2: pile you created. And they have mm-hmm. cavern, so yeah. a lot. Of, if you're playing counter magic, cavern's either part of the pile or already in play, and it's uncounterable. That's yeah. probably
0: why we're seeing like an uptick in stifle as well in the rug delver deck oh. Stifle, that's that the, go, yeah. really good. Yeah, you got to have a stifle in there, unless you gets star out, and then you're like, yeah it's done. Or you so,
2: just So you mentioned yeah. stifle. What else do you think is pretty solid in answering this
0: kind of a deck? So yeah, you need Stifle, or you need, like, two or three just things you can throw into the spokes of it. Because it's definitely ready to answer your one answer. If you have two things you can throw at it, or even three, you could take the deck down. But This is two or three things? Jesus, I love not. Because still trying to execute on your game. Yeah, They're right? trying to prepare it. Exactly. Function. It's a very quick deck. It can, it can go off turn one if it's lucky, but... I always saw it as a turn three deck, and this version I think is just a more consistent. upgraded, streamlined, consistent version of a show and tell deck. Instead of needing like those two cards that you show and tell, and you put a card in, you just need a Doomsday and a Cantrip. And if you're half your deck's Cantrips, you kind of just need a Doomsday. And yeah, you'll and the, get there. The the, the Thing that kills
1: me is the fact that they're playing days, force of will. Force <laughs> of will. So like, you like you're like, all right, play a threat on turn one or two That's with fine. days, force of will, and then they they're all able to like play around your days by playing another pedal yeah, or dark ritualing, yeah, and then you're like, well, shit, this doesn't work, and then you you end up force of will and you're like, ah, days you, and you're just like, jeez all right, go off, win, because yeah. you're trying to get rid of that like or counter that uh, doomsday, and like, all right, they have it all,
0: yeah. So, I, I see slowly taking a turn towards, like, vintage Doomsday, which was more Force of Will-oriented with, like, Man and Tendrils back in the day. But I, I think it's taking a very good direction, and I'm happy to see the deck putting up results.
2: Yeah, Thassa's Oracle's busted.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not busted, but
2: I think it just it, it makes Doomsday a lot better, right? Yeah. Because your Wincon costs one less...
0: And you, don't you don't have, have to draw a card like, that's huge yeah.
1: yeah well and then even it doesn't have to survive so like the no. trigger goes in the stack and if you have zero cards you're fine You have both bolt like, like oh, good luck yeah. yeah you don't care wow it's, it's, it's hard it's hard to, to, to beat. crazy yeah
2: and I think that's the other thing a lot of people don't know how to beat it or like what to attack so yeah well, Don't
1: head, let them
0: cast the Doomsday. Well, yeah, that's, with, that's a step a, one to be. But Days, Force, Will, Foxy, like, alright, yeah, trying to get past all that. Yeah, Bill Summer. I think once it comes to the turn that they're going to cast the Doomsday, that's already late. If you can, like, throw turn some spokes into their hand crafting, that really does yeah. a number. So, so you're saying that... We should start playing Grixis and start playing Thotsies. and. But they have veil. Exactly. Yeah. No, Doom's does Doomsday does not run veil in most iterations. Pull up both of the versions we were looking at. <laughs> None of them have veil. Veil of Summer, <laughs> well, whatever. Veil of, veil of Summer. <laughs> Summer. All right, <laughs> that one version has it. But where's the one in rocks? <laughs> so uh, rocks top, top eight. eight. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, Is that yeah, yeah click there. there. And scroll down. Doomsday. Wait, was Doomsday on this oh, one? Oh, I guess not. No. Alright, well, there's Veil here, and there's also Veil not here. I've seen enough. Yeah, more folks. Yeah, like, there's a lot of
2: weird... Like, there's something like three spoils of the vault. So there's some very weird Doomsday lists. But, like, the one I tried had
0: Veil. I
2: think Veil's good.
0: I definitely do think the Veil version is the better one. Yeah. Then you can still cast your Edge of Autumn. Yeah,
2: and then you have Xanted Swarm of the side. toward. Two, two of them that one, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, we'll ban Veil, guys. No, I, I don't know, like, veil vale is super powerful, I don't, like, I think we would have been better off without it, Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it's, but here. it's here, so, like, I mean, I think it's alright, I think Oko and Astrolabe are the two big offenders, and, like, that's, mm-hmm. I don't think that comes as any surprise. What?
1: Yeah. It, like, this year has been the year of green spells.
2: It Yeah, has yeah we've had Veil, vale, Uro, Oko. Ren. Uh, Ren was, like, like, last, yeah, in the last two years, right? Okay, yeah, so like, Even, yeah. even what you might call it. uh... What's the other green card? That elf? Uh, uh, ice think Quattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The elf is good, but the yeah. elf is like an elf card. Yeah, it's an elf card. But, but like, but... even ice and Quattle is so good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's cool to see other colors get love, but the, the downside is that blue always just capitalizes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It always just becomes
1: blue.
0: It always will.
2: Cool. Uh, anything else, guys?
0: I think we talked a lot about Legacy this week, so... Yeah. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in about two weeks. Uh, we'll have some more updates for you. Uh, SP is gonna hopefully take down mana traders. We're gonna yeah. have a full turner report for that. And we'll um, be able to look at his list on online and see who's he played against. Exactly. Yeah. we gotta pick up our slack. We got you guys you gotta start playing more. I, I played online. I have something? a full 75. I can play online and I'm happy
1: with my oh, list. Oh, here we go. Full start 75. I have a full 75 that I'm not happy with, but I will play with it
0: online. Start right. playing, guys. Catch up with us in two weeks and see who actually played. Later, guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya.